Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Eterna Podcast. I want to take a moment here to address an error in the episode. There's a moment where I describe something as being 6 feet or taller. I had misspoken, and meant to say 16 feet or taller. With that note out of the way, we get right back into it with Commander Vurek Mansfield about to attack the Four Dreamers. Last time on Dickin' Ball Z, or Dungeon Ball Z, or whatever Ball Z, this isn't anime. Uh, our party had found some some gear that belonged to an archer named Cephalex. And they had taken them to be, just in case they would be useful, uh, at Clint's uh, minor behest. You know, just in case. Um, and everybody had fallen asleep. But four of our heroes seemed to be in a dream state of sorts, shared between them. And it, there were sounds of battle. Uh, they found that things were very strange. Uh, and there was some insinuation that... This was a psychic imprint of the Black Keep's past. They had made their way to the second floor through the special mechanized door uh, that had been locked while they were awake. Which I studied and rolled a check to make sure I could memorize how it works. Yes. Uh, and you made it up to the top floor crossed a small bridge from one section of the second floor to another, and lightning struck it, uh, breaking it behind you. As you followed the trail of open doors and water beyond that point, you came to a room in which the assumed General Vyrk Mansfield was found. That's right about where we left. Alright, could you describe the, uh... The general area for my benefit here. You are not there, but yes, I can. Oh, okay. So I'm not, if, if I'm not there. Uh, so the, the general thing is still in the, the dream sequence? Yeah, okay. it, it's still in the dream sequence. We didn't finish it yet. Um, so he had turned, and this room is quite large. It looks like a comfortable and obnoxiously sized space uh, as a den, as a office for the commander of this keep. He turns dressed in heavy armor uh, with a long sword at his side. He turns the light from Riley's um, lamp shining light on him, as well as there's like a fire fireplace opposite the curved section of outer wall where his chair faces a large window looking over the land to the west. <clears throat> yeah, he had yelled at us something and, and was headed our direction because he thought we were elves when we left off last time. Well, he was charging. Some of you are. Specifically at Leaf. Uh, and I do need initiatives. Wait, you, you need what? Could you say that again? It was French. You wouldn't understand. Initiative. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, try using God's language next time, thanks. <laughs> Latin? 
know, Murphy. You need your thieves. Radley got an eight. Twenty-two point, buddy. Hey, Radley, what's your uh your initiative modifier? It's a it's a four. Thanks for asking. Cool. Leaf got an eighteen. That's a it's a pretty hot modifier. I'm not gonna lie. Leaf did get an eighteen. I'm into it. It is pretty tight. You're right. Forsay got an eight point oh three. What did Adira get? A number. A seventeen. All right. You uh, she might wanna write down that um initiative mod. Otherwise, I'll be going ahead of you. And that that we can't have that. That'd be crazy. Well, I don't know. I think Foresight could take this guy on his own. I don't think. I mean, eventually he'll get tired of hitting me. That's the spirit. Eventually he'll get bored and leave. It's a test of endurance. Alright, so he does go first. Alright, so he charges forward. He charges forward, showing some ignorance to Riley. Ignoring Riley. Ooh. How dare he? Um, can I ask you a question? How does he know that Leaf's an elf? We put him in Foresight's robe to hide that fact. He can smell it on me. I smell like fresh cut grass at all times. Oh, well, that's pleasant. But you're you're a druid, aren't you? Doesn't that, doesn't that also? Comes with the territory. Uh, go ahead and give me a disguise check. It'll be a 19. I am wearing the hell out of that hood. Well, that is what he got on the die. Here's the uh, other question. I don't know if I'm going crazy, but do I remember at the end of the last time we recorded me saying Riley armed himself when his opponent armed himself? You did, so you do get an attack of opportunity. I'm going to take that. Oh my goodness. While he's charging, what you would see is after approaching just a short distance, drawing his sword, there would be a glowing red mist pouring off of it. Oh, that's not good. Well, that's interesting. Completely normal, right? You would feel a deep feeling of the not good coming off of this sword. All right. Foresight. You would have a little twinge in your stomach because you're related to elves. But Riley, yes. Make an attack of opportunity. Now, um, the attack of opportunity happens before his charge completes. So does that mean he's at full AC versus my attack? Uh, he still takes the penalty for charging. So his okay. uh, AC is lowered by two. And then, just to clarify, I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but the penalty does not apply to CMD, right? Uh, it does. It does? Then I'm going to try to disarm. <laughs> All right. Because that sounds dope. That's a nat 20 for a 28. Oof. All right. Uh, <laughs> you disarm him. Sword shoots up straight out the air and nails leap like do a I, The question is, do I beat his CMD by 10 or more? Because if I do, uh, he, if no. he has a shield, okay. No, but you do automatically, because you rolled a 20, you just do it. There's no... Yeah, that's. I'll take that. Need. Great, great. So he uh, rushes forward and Riley snaps his sword out of his hand. I think you would do that probably while he was in this square. And then he would skid to a stop at that point. Uh, still having what is effectively an incomplete uh, charge. So still suffering the penalties. But he turns to you and just yells traitor in your face. I've been called worst. Nine-fingered freak. That That's actually a good point. Do you grab it with your other hand? Um, I So I did some, I meant to mention this before game today, but I did some looking up on disarm and I'm, I'm pretty sure in order for me to actually take it from a disarm attack, I need to take a minus four on my disarm to do it unarmed to grab the weapon. Um, later disarm feats, maybe even uh, mythic ones, lets you kind of grab it no matter what. But I don't think just improved disarm or base disarm lets me do that. So uh, to play, I'm pretty sure as long as you have a free hand and you successfully do so, 
Yeah, I think I could knock it into an adjacent square one. Yeah. Hidden? I, I think that like a nat 20 for a disarm, that would be a good side effect, maybe. If you successfully disarm your opponent without using a weapon... Oh! Without using a weapon, you automatically do it. Okay, yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right, homie. Okay. I thought so. Uh... So it just drops... Um, but also maybe a, a cool side effect of rolling a nat 20, because he's not going to do crit damage Yeah, I'll, I'll say as a nat 20, you have the option to grab it with your offhand if you want. Yeah. I mean, if you're giving me the option, I suppose, just to keep it out of his hands. Uh, actually, wait, no, because Riley's holding his uh, offhand behind his back to protect his finger still. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I, I think playing it safe, we'll just let it drop. All right. Unfortunately. As cool as it would be. Now, here's a serious question. Who gets to choose which square it lands in? Is it GM call or is it the person that did this? Um, I believe when an item is dropped, it is dropped in your square. Or you could just roll a D8. Yeah, dream finger can't get hurt, I guess. <laughs> Don't you know if your finger falls off in your dream, it falls off in real life. <laughs> It's fucked up, but that happened to me once, so don't joke about it. If you lose the finger in the game, you lose it for real. I like really intense immersion in my games. Dropping an item into your space or into an adjacent space is a free action. Roll a d6. They will slightly to his right and right in front of Riley. Neat. Leaf, it's your turn. Uh, well, I was gonna kick the sword, but since it's all the way over there, uh, Leaf is gonna draw the bow of uh, Cephalex, knock an arrow, and I'll, I'll just ready an action to shoot this guy. And uh, he just kind of holds it there and he says, I, I don't know who you are or where we are or what this is, uh, but sur surrender and we won't have to come to blows. And then again, I, I ready an attack if he uh, goes to grab his sword or like attack me. Okay. Adira. Well, she still thinks this is just a dream. She doesn't really believe they can get hurt but on the off chance she is wrong i'm going to uh have her move so that she will be able to make sure she gets clean shots off okay are you going to ready to shoot at him shoot at him no? yes yes okay so you're readying a shot to him yes riley it's your actual turn so uh once he yells traitor at riley riley holding his uh rapier out will look at him and say commander mansfield i presume Prepare to answer for your villainy. Whether this be real or not, Riley Morheim and his companions will strike you down. And what sort of action would it be to uh, kick that sword across the room? I'd say it's a standard action. Uh, effectively an attack against its AC. I mean, that sounds fair. I would like to do that. Just uh, spread it off to like north, to the north side of the room somewhere. Alright. Huck it into the ceiling. Making a tickerula. Do I get to, uh, yeah, I get to add dex because that's right. Okay, let me just yeah. roll. It's going to be whatever I roll on this minus one. Okay. Uh, I think that's in that one. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, so, <laughs> dun, 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 I get to bust out the tables. Da, 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 da. Roll me a D. Why do you not have those tables pulled up beforehand just in case they're needed? It's, it's open already. Come on. Give me a break. Uh, go ahead. Roll me a D30. It's just slash roll 30, right? Yeah. Neat. No, or D30. D30. You're always going to get 30. If you, do. you need the D. Oh, man. Yep. Okay. There you go. It's a 14. All right. What is a 14, bitch? You trip and fall prone. You, like, go to kick it, 
and there's water on the floor and your other foot just yanks out from under you and you go on the you know what? this is oddly appropriate um even though i said a, a heroic thing before this but um i still have a move action right uh yes you do so i'd uh, like to yes. use that move action to uh like kip up and like dust off my uh my leather armor and say i totally meant to do that Make me an acrobatics check to keep up without provoking. Is he going to punch me with his shield? He has gauntlets. Oh, yeah, that's fair. Let's see. I do have acrobatics. 24. 24. Okay, yes. You uh, you do not uh, provoke with your kip. Sweet. Totally meant to do that. He's just intimidating not- him with his break dancing. <laughs> like, I like to think I like to think you actually, like, almost do a backflip. <laughs> I make it look real smooth. Can I point something out here for Robin's sake while she's listening to this? Yes. Okay, so Riley and Foresight in the initiative order are 8.04 and 8.03. And when Riley was told to re-roll because he needed the D, he rolled a 14, which is Foresight's dick size. What? (laughs) It's all coming together. Divine Robin. Your ship is working. Your ship is working, Robin. Keep trying. We're, what the uh, fuck just we're happened? Into, we're getting into, like, national treasure territory of, like, looking at all the lines and how they connect and where we're going with this. Casting that gosh darn voodoo on me. Alex Jones. It's making the characters gay. Robin's will is so strong that she is making this ship happen. How many goats did she sacrifice... <laughs> oh fuck! You want, you, oh. Want me to, you want me to add another layer? Oh, his acrobatics, acrobatics roll was a twenty-four, right? Which, if you divide by his point oh four on his initiative, is an eight, which is their initiatives up there. Boom! There you go. <laughs> all comes together. The conspiracy is real. Oh shit! It all comes together. It's Forsyth's turn. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure how long you guys were talking, so I just had to. Uh, yeah, Force is just gonna five foot up and ready to act to smack this man if he moves out. Okay. Lots of ready actions here. And it's back to his turn. He is not surrendering, so Leaf and Adira, please do Yul's thing. Wait, he didn't just give up? What? No, he, he's not giving up. I didn't scare uh, him? Weird. He, he looks like he's about to charge up, like, like to Kamehameha wave or something, but, uh, he's, <laughs> he's saying something, uh, who understands Abyssal again? Was it Adira? I do, yes I do. Uh, so, he says, Artanax, help me, in Abyssal, uh, and red mist begins to pour out of his armor. Uh, the sword will f- shoot from the ground to his hand uh y'all can go ahead and attack i i did but i failed miserably if you will see because even touch is higher than six i'm sure uh yes you there's a blast of cold on the wall so lethal is plus two to damage and accurates oh i'm, I'm sorry it's it's lethal one and accurate two so it'd be plus two to hit plus one to damage i, I hadn't added in the stats for this bow yet so there's the attack right. uh correct oh yeah so, uh, you launch an arrow and it hits him and, like, punctures through his armor. 
on like the upper right shoulder area and he he's like elven bastard uh with the sword uh with the sword now firmly in his hand did the sword teleport to his hand or did he pick it up he did not pick it up he it 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 didn't teleport it like flew to his hand oh that's nifty Uh, clever girl and now he's got this red mist that's very similar to that pouring off of the sword pouring out of his armor uh and it seems to be attracted toward leaf and he's going to five foot up uh this will activate uh foresight's ready to action well i rolled that 20. okay uh roll again does the 16 confirm uh 16 will not confirm against his ac no but you do hit for minimum damage of three. All right. So you you hit him and it kind of glances off, like n- like it obviously like hurts, but he's n- not focusing very much on the pain. It would seem, uh, and he raises his sword to slice, but that's actually going to be in his next turn. So it's Leaf's turn. All right. Um, just see the dude approaching me menacingly and I will take a step back and uh, fire another arrow. Bam! That's a 14. That will glance off of his armor. Acceptable. <laughs> Obviously a warning shot. Adira. <laughs> okay. Adira is going to move up. Get a better line of sight and okay. hopefully roll better this time alright yeah roll better that would be great but it never seems to happen that's eh, a 14 against his touch a, four, a 14 will hit his touch then he takes 3 cold damage 3 cold damage uh, the mist like kind of bellows away uh, from this cold as you blast uh, and he, he takes it in the shoulder uh, the back shoulder. Uh, he's like, ah, fuck you. Weird, freaky woman. <laughs> Riley. Um, so I think based on what's going on in chat on roll 20, Riley and Foresight share like a quick look and then move into position for flanking. Um, I'm assuming we could probably delay to go at the exact same time. <laughs> And then just stab him from both angles. Okay. Do the thing. So that's a 21 total with flanking. That will hit. For 11 damage. Spicy. You stab him, and he curses out. Dealing uh, with the piercing damage. I need you to make a fortitude save. Oh, I can do that. See, I told you use protection. Don't Maybe. do it. Fort save a 13. 14. 13. You t- 13. Don't oversell me. 13. You take six negative energy damage. This bitch. Uh, as it spews out uh, along your sword and like this red mist starts ripping onto your hand and running up your arm. Riley grits his teeth through it. Foresight. 
Well, the way this works would basically be him delaying his turn. I'd move down, and then he'd attack. And then I miss. Because that I have to. Legally, I have to. And I think I'm going to play that into his action. As you swing directly for him, he spins out of the way, taking a five-foot step. And then... Uh, oh. Well, this is interesting. How interesting is it? Hold on. He unleashes a breath weapon for 14d6. <laughs> what a way to go. Everybody's got your backup characters ready, right? Well, I'm not part of this. Riley's twin brother, Randy. He's also a swashbuckler. Oh, well, that's convenient. Yeah, it's really great. Randy Morheim of Randy Morheim's uh, company. Okay. So let's do that again. Hmm. Is, is, is just... Did you hear that foresight? Riley has a twin brother. Oh, oh, okay. Um. Well, this was not supposed to be so threatening. Don't lie to us like that. He was planning a TPK and he knows it. It happens. I mean, I had an event specifically set up for such a scenario, but I did not think I'd have to do it. Um, out of a single attack, at least. Um, okay, so he spins around you, Foresight. Coming in, uh, coming in hot. Uh, with his sword, uh, towards Leaf. A unearthly rage in his eyes. Leaf, you see this coming, and you can just feel that red mist guiding uh, guiding the blade towards your heart. And you have this immense feeling of dread. Like, this is the end. This, this is going, this is going to kill me. Oh. You, you have, you have that, that feeling. And time seems to slow down in the moment. As this dread builds and builds. And you notice that the, that, that mist is just pointedly heading towards you almost as if you were you were up like if it were smoke that is a terrible fucking way to describe it but goddamn, that's the best I can think of at the moment you got it and the the sword in the in this like slowed state of mind it keeps getting closer and closer to your chest and the the mist keeps roiling ever slower and then it takes you a moment, but you realize that it's continuing to slow, progressively, and extremely, until eventually it stops. You can't move, nor does anybody else look like it's moving, but you can see and you can think. Make me a perception check. Oh. Alright. This is where I get my superpowers, right? <laughs> you would notice in a dark corner of the room. Something seems to step out of the shadows. This creature uh, walking up behind uh, Commander Mansfield is 
nearly as frightening as the sword pressed against your chest. It stands no less than six feet tall, possibly taller, as it seems hunched over in this room. Despite its great height, it is no bigger around than you. Its arms are long, capable of hanging down past its knees. And it has a cowl filled with darkness pulled up over its head. The only visible part, a smiling, gaping maw filled with sharp teeth. Its hands reach out forward towards you. <laughs> well, isn't this interesting? Think hard, little elf. Tell me, what do you think is going on? I can't move or respond or anything, can I? Uh, you can't physically respond, but you can, uh, you can attempt to think. Just... Am I dying? Oh. If you don't get any help, you certainly will be here in just a brief second. Of course, a brief second can be an eternity. Who are you? You can call me Teraxis. I'm, shall we say, interested in the unfolding events. You see, all of you here aren't even born, so to speak, yet here you are dying. How strange is that? Forgive me if I don't see the humor in the situation. <laughs> oh, that's all right. You can only see with the eyes you have. It reaches up towards its cowl and pulls it back, unveiling a strange head. It has no eyes, just a smooth, exoskeletal plate-like face with a wide mouth filled with needle-like teeth. Of course, there are some who can see beyond, and I can see that this is not where you belong. It's not the place you're meant to die. But I could just ignore that. Or perhaps I could help you. And he leans over the general from behind, his massive form dwarfing the red-hazed man. He grabs the sword and begins to kind of pull it off to the side just a little bit. One way or the other, I could help you here. Just kind of like cringes for a bit internally. He's like, then uh, I would be certainly grateful for the assistance. Well, I'm not known for simply going out of my way to aid people I barely know. So perhaps we can come to an agreement. You seem like you know so much about me already. Oh, I only know a little bit. Like you, I can only see so far without tools. But you can provide me with such a tool with relative ease. What is it you're asking of me? I want to be able to see 
at all times, when and where you are. A simple agreement. That's all that's needed. Sight. Just sight. Just sight. I can do far more than you could provide me otherwise. What do you get out of this? I'm just a humble traveler. Mm, a traveler you are. And yet, humble or not, here you are, in a time before your birth, fighting a man that's dead in your time. He's just like, uh... <sighs> trying to, like, close his eyes and his mind, because he, he definitely doesn't trust this, this guy, this, this creature, and so, um... He's just kind of like trying to drown out this guy's words. He's, he's like singing like hymns in his head or reciting like juridic verse. <laughs> and that's not going to help you now. As much as it comforts you. The creature lets go of the sword and kind of shifts around the room pondering at the surroundings. Your gods can't hear you right now, nor can the earth. It's just you and me, and that wingy bastard. Adira said this isn't real. <laughs> oh, what is reality anyway? You are all so very... short-sighted. And how does she know? I believe hers are merely assumptions. What do you think, Mr. Elf? I think I'd prefer not to get a sword in the heart. I've, uh... got many things in the waking world I'd rather do, and I'd rather not risk. Uh that whatever damage occurs here be permanent. Then we have an agreement. So, uh, I imagine uh, the alternative is grim, so I suppose we do. Very well, then. <laughs> and he takes the sword, and he moves it away from your chest, pointed past you towards the door. I'll see you later. <laughs> And in that moment, he vanishes instantaneously in the erect, the, the erection, the erection, uh, the action around you, uh, instantly goes back to 100% speed. And the, uh, the commander looks very thrown off, uh, balance and, and plunges his sword into the doorway, uh, throwing him off balance and causing him to drop his sword. It does, however, quickly return to his hand, uh, as if by itself. What sorcery is this, elf? And it's your turn. Uh, so the the door behind me is still open, right? Uh, it is, yes. <laughs> then, uh, he, that, that whole thing just completely upset his his view on how this whole situation's going to unfold so he's he's still kind of reeling from that uh chance conversation here so i'm, I'm gonna kind of like stumble back he's like leaning into the wall 
and uh, I'm gonna ready an action to slam the door to like parry a sword strike if the guy comes at me. All right. As you do, you'll hear a whisper inside your mind. This will help for you as well. Uh, and you'll, in your other hand, you'll feel the bow um, in your hand begin to feel very sure and like a sense of comfort, almost. And you'll feel a few emotions. You realize they aren't yours, uh, but nonetheless, you do feel them. There are feelings of anger. There are feelings of sorrow and a sense of justice to be done. I see. Adira, at your side, you have the sigh, correct? Yeah, because we woke, when we woke up in this dream, it was just there. Correct. So, as you begin your turn, you have a feeling come over you, and uh, go ahead and give me a perception. Perception. With that seven, you aren't sure where it's coming from, but you can feel emotions. Uh swelling. Uh, the best you can tell is that on your person, they originate from the side. Once again, a feeling of anger, of sadness, and of justice to be done. And they seem these these emotions seem directed at the commander. Well, she was planning on shooting him anyway, so. Alright. Because that is what she does. Okay. So go ahead. I don't do it very well, though. <laughs> Miss Bad. Maybe you should have tried stabbing. It, it really seemed to want you to stab. You you miss real bad. So with that with that miss, there's once again a splat of cold on the wall. It's starting to look like this is an ice elementals sex dungeon. Uh, <clears throat> Riley, it's your turn. How many ice elemental sex dungeons have you seen? That's a question for another time. Why is that where your mind goes? Enough to easily identify one. Apparently. (laughs) I'm thinking, uh, so after all that, Riley's going to move around the commander um, to go back into flanking with foresight. And um, Uh, how did the the whole exchange with Leaf look from our perspective? Did it look like he just missed the commander? Uh, Yeah, it looked like, uh, from your point of view, it looked like you rolled a one. Interesting. Okay. All right. Then, um, yeah, Riley's going to move into flanking position behind him and go for another attack and uh, kind of just hope that he doesn't get significantly damaged by the uh, whatever fortitude effect happens thereafter. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. Oh, I can try. As the AOO comes at you. 20. Uh, his his strike um, is... Uh, his strike was quite bad to begin with. Never mind. <laughs> he swings and he drops his fucking sword and it flies back to his hand. <laughs> okay. Um, does he have? Did he? Was that an attack of opportunity? Does he have reach? Oh, so you loop? You loop? Yeah, I would have looped around. Okay. Well, regardless, <laughs> it, it worked out the same. Okay, let me let me get my attack done. Total of twenty to hit. Total of twenty to hit. Current state, yes. And uh, that'd be seven piercing damage from the rapier. 
Make a fortitude save. Oh, I'll try again. 21. You do not take any uh, negative energy damage. Thank God. All right, foresight. That would be a total 18 to hit. All right. In his current state, that will hit. Yay. My lawyers are going to want to hear about this. <laughs> you strike him, and he looks hurt. He looks quite hurt. Turns back to his turn, and he shouts in abyssal, What is going on? And he, he swings his sword at uh, at Riley and Foresight wildly. Okay, uh, Riley, what is your AC? It's currently 17. All right. Uh, foresight? Same as you. 17. Okay. So, so Riley, you see the blade coming in quite well about to hit you. Make me another perception check. I got a seven this time. Seven. And then he seems to lose his footing and veer off. However, he spins around and slices upward at foresight. Make me a perception, foresight. Make them perceive you boys. Uh, that'd be a 21 with a plus one bonus. So, um, right. that happened. So, as he's, like, swinging upward towards you, uh, you would notice that in a flash, like, literally quicker than the blink of an eye, his sword, his sword and part of his body moves unnaturally fast and out of position, and he misses you. Foresight is now paranoid that there are quicklings around. <laughs> That's a This is way quicker than a quick could manage. To the, best, to the best of your eyes' ability to see, it was instantaneous. Oh, uh, Riley, your armor is giving you emotions that are the same as everybody else's shit in Foresight. Your gauntlets are giving you similar emotions as well. Yeah, I see this much. I love emotions. I haven't felt one of these in ages. <laughs> uh, but yes, the an anger at the captain, a sorrow, a deep, deep sorrow, and a, a desire to do justice against him. We're gonna go to Leaf's turn. I'll uh, let go of the door and I'll knock an arrow, and he'll he'll say a quick prayer and uh, hope that. He lands it. Hit. Bam. That's not... That's an 11. <laughs> um, there is no god. That is a 20, actually, in the current state. Oh. Yes. <laughs> also, uh, roll the appropriate damage plus 2d6. Actually, plus 3d6. Actually, plus 4d6. No, just 3. That's uh, oh, okay. 17 damage. He's just, spirit of the wood, guide my hand, calm my soul, lead my foe to his rest. Flip! You almost feel as if there is something guiding your hand as you pull these arrows, and, and or pull this arrow and shoot it at him. You, you feel very much like these emotions that you're feeling, almost as if there is... Uh, a hand on yours helping you aim uh, and strike true. Adira. Well, I'm probably just going to miss again because that seems to be my luck with these rolls. Would you like to roll a perception before or after you attack? Stab him with your Ninja Turtle knife. 
Well, I already clicked the button in the, in the little program for the attack, so. A 15 will hit? Awesome. So you blast him with cold. Yes. And you said you wanted a perception? Yes. All right. So that's much better. Because of the intensity uh, of these emotions, you can see them uh, starting to coalesce. And you can see a figure standing between the lot of you, tethers to this figure, reaching into each of the items you carry. And it looks like there, the figure, an echo of him, is guiding Leaf's hand uh, as he shoots at the commander. And one of these streams goes to to your uh, to the side at your side, to, into Riley's armor and into Foresight's gauntlets. Okay. All right. Would you like to do a move action? No, she ain't getting no closer to that bitch. Riley, your turn. Uh, standing right behind this guy, Riley's going to uh, continue watching his movements and then go for the perfect perfect uh, flanking strike. All right. Let's give it another go. That is a 16 plus 2, 18. Even in his current state, that will not hit. It will glance off of no. his armor, just barely. If you say so. I do. Okay. Wait, didn't I hit with an 18 last round? Yes. Okay, just making sure. I wasn't fucking crazy. Well, more crazy than I already am. Foresight, your turn. I hate to be crazy and wrong. <laughs> um. Yeah, sure. I'll try and smack him again. Why not? That's an 8 to hit. Well, it's a 10 to hit, but you know. May as well be an 8 to hit. You miss. So it goes back to his turn. He, he takes a step away, uh, obviously very hurt uh, and confused. Um, what, what's going on? And uh, there is a shrill shrieking sound, and it almost sounds like some otherworldly laughter, but the red mist coming out of his armor dissipates explosively and I need a reflex save. Uh, Leaf, you have cover so you get plus four. 17? 24. Less than I need. Well, on <laughs> the upside foresight, you're only taking one point of damage and everybody else is taking one non-lethal. Actually, except for Leaf, because you have cover, you don't take any. Hey, I got a nat 20. Yeah, you you pass. Congratulations. Well, I'm very proud of you. He's like, well, non-lethal damage. That's it. That's it. Uh, and the red mist has dissipated. I get to make a buddy that can stop time, and I get to take no damage? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> the red mist exuding from his armor uh, has vanished. Uh, and he falls to the ground. Uh, not dead. Uh, like, he falls to his knees. He is very much in a a uh, terrible state of being at the moment. Leaf, it's your turn. So he's just like laying on his back or has he fallen to his knees or? Uh, he, he's fallen to his knees and is kind of like trying to scoot away. Uh, I assume like the vengeance spirits that are still in the bow are still calling out for justice? Yes, go ahead and make me a perception. Okie dokie. 24. You begin to hear 
a voice, barely glancing across your mind. It cries out in anger at the general. You killed my wife, my unborn child. You told me they would be protected. You don't deserve to live anymore. All right, then uh, you, you knock another arrow. He'll say, uh, maybe if you find justice, you can find peace, and uh, I'll let it fly. All right, go ahead and make me an attack roll. Bam! That's a 23. I will certainly hit. Uh, do I use the base damage roll or your new fancy one? The fancy one. Bam! 19 points of damage. You shoot him in the head, and the arrow goes into his faceplate and out the out the back of his head, but not out the back of his helmet. Uh, and he drops, dead weight onto the floor. At this point, all of you would start to see forming over where this this sad sack of a man now now lay a ghostly entity. He's wearing the same armor as Riley and holding the same bow, his gauntlets on his hands, the sigh at his side. He looks up, looks around to all of you, gives you a nod, and then vanishes. A few moments later, the sounds of a small explosion to the north rock the area. What are you doing? Did it sound? Um, I... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Dang it, it's a Canadian standoff. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck it, I'll do it. Are there windows to the north of the room at all? Uh, there are. Well, I think Riley would like to go look out the windows um, since the ghost figure has just faded away. See what the explosion's all about. Okay. Had not really taken actual damage prior to this? Prior to the like, the, the, the magic miss? Yeah, that's right. Because when you take the piercing, it took negative uh, negative energy damage. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Riley. Riley did. That's right. I'm just yes. gonna... I'm just gonna very quickly... Um, yeah, heal for eight. Wow, that's like exactly what I needed, kind of. There you go, mate. Max. Well, all right. What a helper. So you go over to the windows and you look out and you see a small uh, section of the back defensive wall. Uh, smoke billows and elven forces pile over the broken section. Uh, you can see already what was a combat in the northern uh in the northern courtyard uh quickly being overwhelmed by reinforcements what you also notice however is the darkness in the distance it grows ever closer very quickly it almost looks like the land the forest beyond are dissolving at a quickened pace what is foresight doing in this moment He's relatively unsure of what to do, honestly. Uh, if, if anyone gave him direction, then he'd take it. But as as it is, he's done his healing. Not really sure where to go from here. On that note, then, Adira, you? Um, I, I really don't think she knows what's going on. <laughs> All right. Leaf. So it it was on the on the east side of this room. There was just like... Uh, a podium or something you said there's like a big yeah there's like a dais like there's stairs up like and then there's a big fancy chair that's looking at a big window 
Okay, and then uh, as, as far as the explosion goes, it, it seems like it's coming from the direction that Riley ran off to? Yes. And it's definitely not something like inside the building, it seems like it's outside? Certainly, yes. Right. Then uh, I'll, I'll join him at the window. And uh, is there any sign of like the source of the explosion? Uh, yes, there's a large section of the outer defensive northern wall that is now heavily damaged and smoking. Uh, pouring through the gap are elven forces, which are now quickly overwhelming the human forces within. Um, d does the window open? Not really. Uh, you could break it, easy enough. Uh, I'm not that barbaric. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, it, it seems like the elves are overrunning. Uh, we should probably find somewhere better to wait this out than here. I think at that moment, uh, when you say that, you would you too would notice the darkness approaching. The landscape in the distance fading away. The forest being obscured into nothingness. The land itself seeming to dissolve away. Darn render distance. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, as this is closing in on us, I guess Riley will look over to Leaf and say... I wonder if this is the moment where we'll begin to wake up. I hope. And um, the the body of the commander is still on the floor, right? Yes, he's still just laying there. So arrows stuck out of him, rapier holes in his armor, and uh, morning star cudgels as well. A couple of bits of cold. Riley, looking back at the uh, maimed body of the uh, commander then to Foresight and Adira, who are looming over his body, and finally to Leaf, will say to Leaf, do you feel as though we did well today? Here, with him. As well as could be hoped. I'm not sure what more we could have accomplished. Well, I'm certainly glad we managed to uh, come out of that more or less unscathed. Do Foresight and Adira have anything to say? Uh, he's just gonna murmur... I was going to say quietly, but everything he says is quiet, so he's just going to murmur, uh, just in case we don't wake up. Um, I mean, you know, we get plunged into eternal darkness. Uh, I'm glad we could be friends, and I really hope we wake up. You'll wake up, Forsyth. You'll wake up. Nervous boy is nervous. Leaf. Yes, sir, GM, sir. You glance outside the window again, and amongst all the battle, you see Teraxis standing there, smiling up at you. He seems to be saying something. Go ahead and make me a perception. Okay, that's a nine. You can't make out the words he's saying, but the darkness consumes the courtyard. I, I guess, how far off do I think that... My, like understanding of what he's saying is like could I use my free plus two that I got from the like hero point or whatever do you think that would make uh, a it's difference plus four after the roll and perhaps yeah yeah let's let's go ahead and do it so he's, he's straining real hard to try and figure this guy out so you consume a hero point to turn that into a 13 and you understand the words he is mouthing it's time to go back <laughs> oh and as the darkness consumes everything in the courtyard, strangely, he is unaffected, still visible in the darkness. You feel like you have 
mere moments before you're consumed by the darkness. It's the the last thing that Riley will see before we get consumed is just a very concerned look on Leaf's face. Noted. And then Foresight, Adira, anything else in the last moment? Um, unless she like moves away from me, he's just gonna hold her hand, be nervous. You would notice her go completely tense when you made contact with her. Yeah, that's expected. But he's already completely tense. <laughs> so we match. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, we're wearing the same feeling. Terror. <laughs> Riley, anything from you? As the darkness can, begins to consume the keep. I think uh, Riley just taking quiet note of uh, Leaf's curious concern. And then glancing once more uh, over his shoulder at his two quieter companions, uh, making mental note that this seems to be a pretty good team. I think that's about it. All right. So the darkness comes and envelops everything, except for Leaf, Foresight, and Adira, who each see a singular being, though Leaf's is different. Foresight and Adira, both in this darkness, See the strange creature that they saw before with its pulpy flesh Fuck Charlie. and freakish form. Leaf, however, sees Tyraxis smiling from the darkness. Riley, however, will simply descend into darkness. No feeling or sense at all. And a few moments later, you all wake up. Simultaneously, a few things you might notice. Adira, Foresight's face is just mere inches away from your own. There's an achy feeling from the dream. Like you still have ne one negative, or one little half damage on you. Yep, she's just getting up. She ain't saying anything, she's just getting up. Alright. She's taking those damn sighs and back out to the wagon and chunking them back in that chest. Alright. Foresight, you would awake. Uh, Adira standing up quickly. You would notice that the gauntlets that you had are... Did you go to bed with them on? I mean, you wouldn't be wearing them. Like, he'd probably just get, like, some string and tie it around his waist or something. Well, he's wearing them now, as he was in the dream. Gross. Riley, you wake up fully donned in Cephalex's armor. And, Leaf, you awake with the bow clutched in your hands. Uh, so he kind of bolts upright and just starts looking for where everyone is. Brock, Lark, Clint, and Box are all where you left them when you went to sleep. Adira and Foresight were in the next room, uh, though you can hear someone slammed a door as they seem to be exiting that room. Did I, did I see that someone slammed the door? No, I think you'd just hear it because they're, they're in the, the uh, next room. I see. He, he just bolts upright, uh, and once he sees that, like, the, the general group is uh, back where he, they were supposed to be when, before they went to sleep, he'll, he'll just kind of, like, run across the room and, and just hug Box, and he'll just start whispering to him. Sweet nothings, sweet nothings. Hey, so how clearly do we remember the dream? Like you were just there. Foresight is gonna cuss in Celestial. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm not the only one dreaming for once. <laughs> is he wearing his hood or cloak? I mean, if he went to bed with it, yeah. 
or no no yeah that's no, that's, you that's are the not. wonder uh that's the wonder hey uh uh a leaf you're wearing somebody else's clothes or cloak huh. at least I, I mean he's he's not paying any any mind to that um he's he's just like super worried and he's, he's just kind of like whispering the box and you know like box doesn't really like understand as, as clearly as like most people would but he's, he's just kind of like muttering like uh, uh old friend i i think i may have made a, a grave mistake this night and uh i am back <laughs> But he's, he's, he's definitely um, distressed. Uh, so, Adara, you go outside, and it's it's raining fairly lightly at the moment. Uh, it's not coming down, and you can actually see a bit of moonlight. Uh, go ahead and make me a perception check. You keep wanting me to perceive things, Sean. How dare you. You look around, and you look up, and you see the second floor where uh, where you had been the night before. And I wonder if the thought crosses her mind that it had she looked up there before. What if it's the same as it was? I think her only concern right now is separating herself from the, this equipment. Alright. So you take it back, and you throw it in the chest. And then you start making your way back. Probably not. No? No, she's probably just going to sit out there for a while. All right. So you're sitting out in the rain. Uh, are you doing anything in particular? Is there a specific space you're going to sit in? Like, she's probably just sitting next to the chest she dropped the shit in. All right. So back by the cart. Lark. Brock. I think at this point, both of you wake up. Having had relatively peaceful sleep, as far as it goes. All right. Love. This makes me happy. Stretch with a yawn. Ah. Uh, both of you can make perception checks for me. Nine. Not my uh, my greatest perception check. Uh, also a nine somehow. Yeah, I rolled a two. Uh, I rolled. I rolled a three. Y'all don't know this shit out of the ordinary. Yeah. Well, in that case, I will. Uh, I will simply go into my morning uh, routine of doing my prayers. All right. If I notice nothing is amiss. Leaf, Riley, both of you, give me perception. Riley with a very, very solid ten. Leaf has a sixteen. Leaf, I think you would notice uh, after having heard that door slam. You would hear some light footsteps, and you would hear the door creak open with much... And... I don't think Foresight would close them, would he? Yes, but only out of habit. So you would hear it quietly click uh, back into a closed position before uh, the sounds fade to you. So, uh... I, I noticed that, that Riley's awake, yeah? Yeah. Alright. And wearing uh, the armor he was in the dream. Even though he didn't go to bed that way. I, I'm also wearing someone else's cloak, so there's that. Um, but yeah, it, it, he perks up after hearing the uh, 
the door noises uh, kind of like snaps out of his uh, brief state of panic and uh, I just make very brief eye contact with Riley and then uh, he'll start moving and, and leading Box toward the source of the suspicious door noises. Um, so Riley, who, after he woke up, probably like stood up and just checked out the armor that he was weirdly wearing um, that he didn't wear to bed. And um, before the uh, doors and stuff, probably just muttered something to himself like, uh, uh, I hope you rest well, my elven friend to the armor specifically and then once leaf begins moving out of the room um and riley like scans to see uh everyone going about their regular morning business cephalex was not and the spirit that you saw was not a ghost or was not was not a ghost uh was not an elf he was human oh then my human friend even better i guess <laughs> uh i sorry the name sounded elven to me i guess <laughs> regardless once a leaf begins moving out, Riley was also curious just to see if um, Forsyth and Adira were in the next room to make sure that they were okay. Uh, when you go to look, uh, they seem to have vacated the space. Like, my stuff's still there. My bedrolls, my backpack. Well, uh, there's still mysterious door noises and that requires an investigation. So I'm uh, making my way downtown, walking fast. <laughs> okay. Uh, if people are sort of like moving, especially if they, they seem kind of alert, I will also be following them. All right. I take out my um, pole and goes, and that is the sound that it makes. It is the sound that it makes. Very important. To, did you just want me to keep moving? Yeah, keep going. Okie dokie. And yeah, go on through. Make me a perception check. Eighteen. Uh, you would notice foresight sitting off in the corner uh, in one of the horse stalls. That's just like I'll, I'll knock on the wall with my hand so as not to startle my friend and then uh, just say uh, so, so tell me I wasn't just very vividly hallucinating. Uh, regardless of your reasoning for, for knocking on it uh, your knock startles him. I tried. Uh, um, no, I don't. I don't. I don't think so. Maybe. So, I didn't dream all of that alone. That it, that happened. Uh, shakes his head. No. Leaf is so confused. So, um, have you seen Adira? Shakes his head. No again. You saw her for a brief moment. Yeah, but I don't know where she is now, which is the main point of the question. Okay, uh, is is the door to the outside open? Uh, Adira, did you leave it open? Most likely. Yes. Alright, then um, march out. It would be easy enough to see her standing over uh, by the cart. Alright. Uh, then I'll, I'll just kind of like do the thing that I, I did whenever I, I went to the room with Foresight. Uh, I'll just kind of like knock on the door as I'm walking out so as not to startle anyone too bad. And uh, I'll just call over to her and say, uh, you know, please tell me I, I was uh, just having uh, a very bad dream. 
Or uh, were you there as well? I was there. We were all there. That was not a dream. That was some kind of, I don't know, um, psychic interference or something? Curious, though. Uh, and I, I just kind of like reaches back to like the nape of his neck and he'll pull off the cloak and uh, I was wearing this when I woke up uh, Riley's wearing the armor time travel maybe okay so uh, I, I don't know I, I just kind of sidle up closer to the wagon and uh, just kind of I, I guess get in like whispering distance to Adira and I'll, I'll lean forward and I'll say uh, back in in the room with uh, the the man with the sword when I was I was by the door and he, he looked like he was going to s- stab me in the heart did, did you notice anything I noticed he missed very badly, which I was grateful for. I saw something. That doesn't surprise me. He was speaking in Abyssal. It it talked it talked to me and promised to turn the man's blow aside in exchange for something. And I'm I'm very worried what that might have as a consequence. That is cause to worry. Like I said, uh, I I would suppose it probably wasn't whatever entity he was speaking to if it was working against him, but we've already found that altar, and I think it's pretty safe to assume who was using it now. Perhaps this is something we should bring to the attention of the others? That That is up to you. Um... I think it would be best if people kept an eye on you, yeah. Go ahead and make me a perception check. That's a 12. You would hear a sound out of your right ear. You look to see what it was, but nothing's there. Uh, Go ahead and make me an intelligence check. 19. It's a fairly unique sound, like a strange material warping in shape. And you recall back to that very silent moment when you were speaking to Taraxis. When you said that he agreed and his already very wide smile got wider. It was that sound. The sound of his face stretching? Yep. (laughs) I love that that has a distinct sound. The sound of an evil, villainous smile. Someone going to town on one of those stress balls. (laughs) (laughs) Uh... Yes, you hear that right next to your head, but when you Look, there's nothing there. Uh, he he kind of, I guess, starts breathing more quickly, like uh, you know, someone who's just about to have uh, a panic attack. But then Adira says that uh, people should probably keep an eye, and that it was my choice if I wanted to to keep it to myself or whatever. It just kind of like nods his head. And he kind of like cranes to glance over where he, the the sound is coming from, and then I'll I'll kind of like make a move to walk away, just kind of like nodding. So does Lark have anything to add to this conversation? Uh, no, I'm I'm listening right now. I'm more listening in there, um with uh, great interest. 
uh, comparing it to my own dreams that I have gotten. But uh, right now, I uh, probably would not have much input because uh, I don't quite know what to uh, to make of it yet. But uh, working on it, I suppose. And I, I definitely wouldn't have any like knowledge checks or anything I could make to try and parse some info about Taraxis. Uh, you can make um planes religion or planes. Why not both? Seventeen on the religion. Nothing. Uh, can I give you some sort of check of the information that you've shared so far? Um, or h- how much information have you shared? Uh, I mean, just just kind of what I muttered to Adira that uh, something stopped the battle and that it offered to save my life in exchange for being able to uh, see through my eyes. Yeah, that's what I figured. Uh, can I give a um, knowledge local uh, just to recall if there are any. Um, uh, traditions or songs or stories of my people that um, are in any way similar to uh, some of the things that they've recounted? Sure. Um, I got a 23 on my lo- knowledge local. There are tales of things like various forms of jinn that, uh, that will grant such boons as wishes. Okay. But the more like specific like it going out of its way to uh to do such a thing not so much okay um and the stories that i would have gotten about jinns are they like like what kind of genie are we talking about here are we talking about like aladdin yay i've got three wishes or are we talking about like monkey monkey's paw shit like um, as a cautionary jinn are a mixed bag yeah g they're they're a mixed bag some of them are a little more monkey okay. paw some of them require payment others services and others okay just do it because but, but i would be familiar with stories of both of those yes but you would also feel that that's very much not what's being described here okay fair enough okay so yeah like i said i uh, i probably wouldn't have much input i'm more interested in listening than talking right now all right can adira attempt to cast suggestion on Leaf to give him an ideal without speaking. That, that's Hello. not the way that works. No? Okay. I didn't know if I had to actually you, make the suggestion the, out loud or not. Yeah, you have to make the suggestion out loud and what it does is it makes it ingrain itself into their brain, basically having it become sort of like their own idea. Okay. Then yeah, she would probably just lean in really close to his ear. You could tell she's extremely uncomfortable doing so. Um, But she'll say later, when the others are not around, let me see if I can help you. Okay, uh, did did you want me to make a save for that? Because that seems reasonable. Just whispering, I I didn't know that suggestion that it was that I had to speak out loud to do that. So I was going to use it to communicate silently because I didn't know it didn't work that way. All right. Then, uh, but like that's the only reason she was going to do it that way. But since I was going to have to speak anyway, yeah, that's fine. So then, uh, Leaf will continue doing his like grumble nod as he walks away and he'll say, uh, thank you, Adira. Foresight, what are you doing in your happy hay home? Cowering. <laughs> Any particular thoughts or actions? That this place sucks. And he wants his hood back. I want to go home. Okay. <laughs> uh, you would have noticed that Leaf was wearing it. 
He would have had he looked up to Sea Leaf. That is fair. Alright, then. Brock, Riley. Clint is still asleep. He seems to be a very heavy sleeper. That won't do. Gotta kick him awake. Um, realistically, Riley's going to swap out the uh, leather armor he woke up wearing with his regular studded leather and uh, giving time for uh, Brock to finish his uh, morning uh, prayers. And once that wraps up, he'll probably go stir Clint so the three of them can talk either before or while everyone else gets back. Uh, it would be before because they went and had their own conversation. That is fair. So um, having swapped armors, Brock having finished his prayers, Clint being uh, shaken from his uh, deep, deep slumber. Um, Hello. That's the wrong voice. Hello. <laughs> I thought you sounded different for a second. Uh, good morning, Clint. Uh, hi, my name's Robert. <laughs> oh, God. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, good morning. Uh, uh, he'll stand up and brush himself off. Yes, the uh, others have stepped out for a second, but um, while they're away... I, I think it's prudent to inform you and Brock, since you're here, of the uh, events that I think have transpired between uh, myself, Foresight, Adira, and Leaf this night prior. Clint raises an eyebrow. Did something happen? Did I sleep through something? <laughs> well, in a way, we all slept through something. And <laughs> Riley will um, begin explaining that... Um, Although it was very confusing at first, it appeared that the four of us had woken up at the same place at the uh, Black Keep, but it was during the times where it was besieged during the war. And we made our way through the keep, avoiding incoming soldiers and skirmishes to the top where the four of us confronted a uh, enraged and villainous Commander Mansfield who attempted to slaughter Leaf. We were able to defeat him and were able to get a glimpse of uh, uh, Cephalix, the owner of the... He Riley gestures to the armor over yonder, um, apparently giving him some uh, sense of justice or revenge. It was a very curious experience, and I probably wouldn't have believed it if I weren't there. That does certainly sound uh, unbelievable, but it also sounds like it would have been quite something to experience. It is... Unfortunate, I was not able to join you in this, it seems, as I uh, I slept rather peacefully last night. Well, I do hope that you uh, got your rest then, and when the others come back, it's probably worth questioning them to make sure that my details and theirs line up and that I'm not going mad. But turning towards Clint, Riley will say, I imagine if what I speak is true, that we did have a glimpse into the past, you'd be particularly interested in some of the finer details the four of us may or may not have picked up. Absolutely. If that's certainly the case, I'd like to have a look at my notes and compare them to what you saw. Yes, well, get some paper and a pen ready, for the four of us will have a tale for you in due time. To be honest, it is actually more unfortunate that Clint wasn't able to join you to see the, all of this firsthand. I would agree. Yes. Well, considering it took the four of us to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with the commander, it was probably safer for Clint to have stayed here and slept peacefully. Which, Riley, you would have noticed while you were changing out armor that while your hit points were healed, there are still strange spiraling marks on your arm. 
from the from the damage that you took. Things that with magical healing fade with time, but certainly the mark was made. Interesting. I suppose uh, having noted that just in the process of discussing these events, since Riley's the only one in the room who experienced them, he will uh, show Brock and Clint the uh, wounds that he seems to have woken up with, explaining that he certainly did not sleep with this on his arm. Huh. Yes, I, I think I would remember something like that happening to you. I also think I would remember something like this happening to me. Um, maybe we should uh, go find the others then to start collecting their stories, as it seems this might be a, an important matter to discuss. I do, I do believe it's time for a group sit-down. And breakfast. Yes, breakfast is very important. Let us go find Leaf. Let us. And uh, the A-team, Riley, Brock, and Clint, venture out to find the others. I was probably just on my way back in. So I feel like you'll probably run into each other. Oh my fucking god. Oh no. <laughs> Hugh activated his trap card. <laughs> uh, we obviously have this powwow right next to Foresight. Oh yeah, best place. Yeah, uh, why try to move him when we can all just go to him? Um, Riley. Yes. Or rather, Chris. I wanted to see if Chris slash Robert uh, uh, put together two and two, whether Riley would have or not. Do you know who uh, Suffolk's wife and child were? Um, well, I believe that's escaping me. Oh, oh, uh, never mind. Um, I would bet anything that it's the uh, woman and her unborn child on the altar as we were going up. Yeah. Okay, just making sure. Thanks for the prompt, DM. Appreciate it. You're my favorite. You're welcome. <laughs> I thought it might add to the to your story, to your tale. Well, really, you're just helping Clint, which is your character, so I guess you should thank yourself <laughs> for helping. Thank me. Thank you, me. I'm great. Good. I hope Clint levels up. I want to make sure all of my NPCs are better than the players. I will, I will arm the players to improve my NPCs. <laughs> yes. This NPC who in his first ever venture into this keep broke his fucking legs. Oh, so we're already doing better. So Adira stays out in the rain. Yes? Yeah, she's mulling some things over. Okay. Brock would immediately suggest that Adira be brought in since she's one of the ones who needs to discuss this. Who goes to collect her? Uh, I, I think noticing that if like Leaf, Box, and Lark like walk in to the uh, foresight room just as the rest of us walk in, noticing that Adira's not with them, um, Riley will address her absence with the three of them, saying, um, have you located Adira? Do you know where she is? Yeah, she's just outside. Just hanging out in the rain. Yes, she did seem kind of morose. Well, we are about to gather to discuss the events from last night. Perhaps she should, as uh, Brock mentioned, be here. All right, I'll fetch her. I head Thank out you. in the rain. Uh, Adira, we're about to have a small meeting. Do you want to join us? Yeah, okay. Oh, good. That was easy. <laughs> <laughs> She's not particularly disagreeable. <laughs> How dare you! Speak to me like that. I am a queen. Oh, uh, nope. Shit. Nope. Mm -mm. Whoops. Nope. Brock, Sorry. Brock would look around and he would be like, has uh, anybody located Foresight? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Who knows? Where could he be? <laughs> Foresight's just uh, cuddled up in the middle in the corner of the room. Is he like covering himself with hay so no one notices he's there? Like, I, I wouldn't call that fetal position, but just back against the wall, legs pulled up, uh, chin against his legs, arms crossed over top of him. I'm pretty sure that's the fetal position. You know, like that one kid in school during lunch that didn't actually eat, you just kind of sat there. That kid. Yeah, that's foresight. Hey, don't talk about me like that. It was me too. Adira probably just turns and starts unwinding some of the string from Box's limbs and be like, how How did you... Never mind. Box. <laughs> She's going to try to untangle him some. Box. Oh, can he actually say his name? Box. That's cool. I think we're basically projecting Groot onto him, and that's perfectly acceptable. Except Groot's actually intelligent, and Box is not really intelligent. You don't know that. He could be saying profound accounting information. He could do your taxes. <laughs> if we uh, put a point into linguistics, can we learn to speak Box? Well, yeah, because he's a treant, and their treants have a language. He doesn't yet. He's not intelligent enough. We're getting there. <laughs> He's a toddler amongst Trents. Oh, Adira loves children, so she'll have to buy him toys or something. He's just a wee little sprout. Good boy. A six foot tall sprout from what Sean said. We can decorate him when it comes to Christmas. Put some ornaments on him, you know, wrap him with tinsel. He's already got some ornaments. Uh... <laughs> He's already started with the string, too. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So foresight, you you in your little hidey hole can hear all this ridiculousness happening just mere feet away from you. Do you hide more? I mean, it's basically as hidden as he thinks he can get right now. Unless he like, like if they weren't in the room, then he could try and hide better. But as it is, he would just be drawing attention to himself. Just takes a pile of old wet hay and slips under it. Puts it on like a solid snake box. Alright, so since everyone's gathered, I think everybody's about to have their conversation and and recount what's happened to everyone. I think that's where we'll leave it for the episode. Wow, what a good stopping place. I like it. How convenient. Da-da-da-da. I'd like to thank our patrons, Tim Demuse, Brian Rafe, and Donald Buley for helping to support the show. Please consider joining them at patreon.com forward slash Eldritch Dream. Want to hang out with us in our Discord? Send us a message on social media or check the episode description for a link. Welcome to the Hive. I'd like to shout out some of the other podcasts and creators that are in the Hive. Give them a listen and check out the episode description for their Twitter handles. Action Forge on YouTube, making varied videos related to TTRPGs. Fillmore's Crossing, a Spaghetti Western 5th Edition podcast. The Hideous Laughter podcast, playing the Carrying Crown Adventure Path. Our very own Chris, or Critically Accursed, on YouTube, doing Let's Plays. Hex Grid Heroes, a Starfinder homebrew podcast. Rusted Chrome, one of the character artists in our group. The Roaring Trainers, a Pokemon in the 1920s 5th edition podcast. The podcast for the Untimely Dead, playing Wraith the Oblivion in the World of Darkness system. The Wheeler Woe podcast, playing a Pathfinder 2nd edition playtest in a homebrew world. And Mystery Dungeon 9000, 
a multi-edition Dungeons & Dragons podcast in a 22-year-old living homebrew world. Until next time, everybody, may the Elder Gods haunt your dreams. Thank you.